This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, everybody. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders podcast, Yankees Spring Training Edition for February 19th. Let's start today with some comments from Aaron Boone. Some big news on Thursday was about Zach Britton's reaction to Domingo Herman and his attempted comeback from the domestic violence suspension uh, that took him out for 2020. Well, uh, Britton's comments uh, resonated pretty strongly, and Aaron Boone was asked if he needed to maybe amend his thoughts on whether or not Herman needed to address the team. Boone said initially that he did not feel Herman needed to address the team as a group, um, but uh, perhaps maybe those thoughts would change given at least one teammate has spoken out very strongly about it, as did Zach Britton. This is what Boone had to say. You know, you know I, I would say it's, it's, I guess, put a little strength in my antenna as far as something that I'm looking at more closely now. I'm not ready to say that Domingo needs to go and address the team. I don't think that at this point is something that, um, you know, I want to make somebody do that. I think that that needs to be something that comes from within and and is authentic. Um, But it is something that I'm looking at and trying to pay attention to as best I can, because obviously we're dealing with a serious issue um, and we're dealing with you know, a person's life and livelihood. And, and, uh, you know, we want to be a part of, of, you know, helping, helping that situation and, uh, you know, paying attention to, you know, what our, our group and our players are feeling um, is important. So it's certainly something that I'm paying close attention to. We are playing, paying close attention to, but not ready to have him address the team uh coming as a directive from me yet. So we'll see how this unfolds. At some point, Domingo Herman will have to meet with the media and he'll have to speak to his new teammates and uh, or his uh, current teammates and figure out exactly how to navigate this. Oh, and besides that, he has to pitch well. Uh, Matt Blake, the Yankees pitching coach, mentioned that he looked pretty good in a bullpen session, that he was encouraged. Maybe some of the numbers that they saw in his winter ball outings weren't very encouraging, but he mentioned that some of those numbers can be incomplete. Some of the information can be incomplete. So getting a look at him up close, happy with where he is. However, um, there is this situation here lingering until perhaps Herman can address his teammates, whether it's individually or as a group, and we'll see how that unfolds. As Aaron Boone opens his fourth Yankees camp. He does so without 
the long-term Yankee veterans. CC Sabathia, of course, retired after the 2019 season, and Brett Gardner is not here at the moment. Now, that could change, but he's not here now. And if that remains the case, well, the Yankees don't have anybody left from their last World Series championship team of 2009. And if my uh, quick perusal of the roster is correct, only Aroldis Chapman is the only one in the room that owns a World Series ring back with the Cubs in 2016. Uh, So I asked uh, Boone about where he feels his leadership is coming from because he leaned so heavily on Sabathian Gardner in his first couple of years on the job here in their roles of kind of policing the clubhouse. Uh, Wondered where Boone thought his clubhouse leadership was coming now. I feel good about, you know, a lot of the emerging leaders in our room, you know, a lot of the guys that already are very much have been leaders in our room, whether you're talking about a judge or a DJ or, or, you know, a Luke Voigt that's grown a large voice in our room, obviously Garrett from a pitching standpoint. Um, I, I feel like we have a lot of strong personalities that, um, you know, lead in a number of different ways. And, um, and we still may add to that mix. There are, of course, some new faces to the Yankees this year and in their pitching staff, and they come with a lot of question marks because of their injury history. Jamison Tyone has had, well, just a litany of injuries throughout the course of his career. He's coming back from his second Tommy John surgery right now. Uh, at one time, he was actually hit in the head by a line drive, miraculously stayed in that ball game. Uh, he battled testicular cancer, came back from that. And all of this for a guy who... His talent was so enormous coming out of high school that he was the number two overall pick in the 2010 draft. Chosen number one that year was Bryce Harper. Chosen number three that year was Manny Machado. Jamison Tyone, smack dab in the middle between Harper and Machado. He's playing for a little over $2 million this year, while Harper and Machado, well, you know where they stand with their $300-plus million contracts. So uh, I began by asking Tyone how comfortable he feels with his remade mechanics. Tyone went, uh, basically said what he was doing and how he was throwing clearly wasn't working since he needed a second Tommy John surgery and was breaking down. So a little over a year now with remade pitching mechanics and a little on his place of trying to fulfill his potential. I had my surgery in August of 2019 and I started throwing in January of 2020. So I had a long time to rework the mechanics. Um, and it was a, it was a battle every day to remap those, those mechanics. But I feel like I'm at the point where I'm ready to transition out of that rehab mode and get into compete mode. Um, I've thrown like nine or 10 bullpens already. Uh, command's been good. The stuff's been good. I'm happy with where those are at. And I feel like I'm ready for another step here soon. Um, so we'll see how it translates to, to that. Um, I did face hitters at the end of last year and it, and it translated really well, but physically, like I threw a really intense 35 pitch bullpen yesterday. And then I was out there long tossing today, feeling great. Um, so that's a good sign based on how I'm bouncing back. That's telling me that the changes I made are, are helping. When we talked to you a couple of weeks ago, we, you know, we asked you about your road back and all the different things you've had to overcome. I am kind of curious, though, when you look at where you were taken in the draft, the two guys around you have made hundreds of millions of dollars in this game now, and you're still kind of battling and fighting. And I'm wondering where you find that within yourself and how you kind of keep going. Yeah, yeah, that's something I used to think about when I was younger um, because I knew I had the talent level. Um, You know, I knew I could be that guy for a team. I knew I could 
deliver on that promise, um, which is what a draft draft pick is. It means I threw really hard in high school and I had good stuff as an 18 year old. Um, and this is the journey that, that I've been given. Uh, but you know what, that's something that's been driving me through all these rehabs. Um, you know, it's knowing that I have that talent level, knowing that I have that promise. Uh, that's kind of what gets me out of bed in the morning. Um, I've always wanted to prove people right instead of prove people wrong. So I want to prove people right as to, you know, why they picked me where they did or why I was on those prospect lists or why I've been labeled as someone with potential. Um, yeah, that's been a driving factor through all of my rehabs, just knowing that the talent's there. And I want to, I want to keep showing people why, um, you know, I was picked there and why I have that promise and potential. Those are some words I'm kind of sick of at this point. Um, you know, I want to just consistently deliver on that potential. One of the other uh, really cool things I've, I found today in our session was with Davey Garcia. Now, Garcia is entering what should be his first full big league campaign if he makes the roster out of spring training. Last year, he made a splash. You know what his promise has been. He's been one of the Yankees' top prospects for the last couple of years. It was exciting to see him make his debut. One of the storylines last year revolved around his relationship with Eric Kratz. And Eric Kratz, the 40-year-old catcher and the uh, young kid half his age. Remember that Kratz got caught by a hot mic saying, I'm going to go out and play catch with my son. As uh, I'm so excited to go play catch with my son as he went out to uh, to catch Davey Garcia. And, um, you know, Kratz actually got very emotional last year when talking about the relationship he had with all the young players in the minor league system uh, and kind of being like a father figure and taking the place because, you know, these kids come from so far away. And some of the kids from, from the Latin American countries, like Davy Garcia from the Dominican, uh, who leave their homes and are away from family. And they need somebody to, to kind of stabilize them and not just make them better pitchers, but, you know, kind of help them grow up. And when I asked, I asked Davy Garcia what he got out of his relationship with Kratz, and I found his response just as heartwarming, really, as I felt. Kratz's response was last year. This is what Garcia had to say, his answer interpreted to us by the Yankees' Marlon Abreu. Yeah, we haven't chatted uh, up late, uh, but I can tell you that, you know, from the experience that, that I had with him, um, it, it was very impactful, you know, to see uh, someone that's, um, that has so much experience uh, about the game uh, that's willing to take you under his wing kind of like a son and you know teach you so much so many things that that he's able to teach because of his his experience you know so uh, just just having uh that opportunity um just having that relationship develop the way it did uh is special you know and and i'm very grateful for it uh to the point that i wish one day you know uh either uh, a son of mine or a family of mine uh, that they can find someone that would treat them the way he treated me. Uh, I, I cherish that and I, I will always cherish that. And that's why, you know, forever to me, uh, he's always going to be a great person to me. Uh, those are kind of like the values that he put out and represented. Davey Garcia is going to be fun to watch pitch, and I just felt it was it was fun to listen to him really embrace the relationship he had with Eric Kratz. So 
Um, that's a part of, uh, uh, of today that I really wanted to get across to you. Corey Kluber is coming back from his own injury history, like Jamison Tyone. Um, the shoulder issue last year, which really held him to one start and one inning for the Texas Rangers in the short in 2020. Uh, I asked Kluber really how the shoulder feels and if he was able to kind of pinpoint whether it was an issue that developed over time with him because of wear and tear, or if it was because of the start-stop nature of 2020 and that quick ramp-up again for the uh, for the 60-game season, if that was a contributing factor, here's how he responded to those. Uh, first of all, I feel really good right now. Um, no, no issues with it now or anywhere along the rehab process. So, um, you know, that's encouraging. Uh, you know, honestly, like. The way that I would describe it now is I feel like I'm in a normal spot for spring training. Uh, I don't feel like I'm still working on improving the shoulder or anything like that. I think it's it's in a spot where, you know, obviously, like any part of your body, it takes maintenance throughout throughout the year, but I'm not putting any more emphasis on that than I am anything else at this point. Um, as far as why, I wish I had an answer. Um, you know, I spent, spent a little bit of time probably – trying to figure out an answer, but I don't think I'm ever going to. I don't think, you know, we can pinpoint to one thing as to why it did or why it did happen, why it happened when it did, anything like that. Um, you know, I try to focus on the things that I can control. And, you know, for me, that was rehabbing to the best of my ability. And now it's trying to prepare for a season. Corey Kluber is now entering his third team in the last three years. Obviously a long time with Cleveland, last year with Texas, although a brief time, and now with the Yankees. But uh, as a pitcher who has now uh, access to all kinds of information about their delivery and and um, all the technology that, that goes with pitching these days, I, I thought Kluber had a unique perspective because he's now seeing three different organizations and what they have to offer and kind of how what their spin is on um, on how they view the technology and what they're using to access with. So I asked Corey Kluber what he thought, how the Yankees technological front compared to what he had seen the last couple of years in Cleveland and Texas. Yeah, I think uh, obviously it's a, it's a first class organization. You know, it was probably the, uh, what do you call it? The, the measuring stick for any, you know, professional sports organization. But I think that uh, walking into, walking into that indoor, indoor area yesterday for the bullpen kind of a little bit of overload at first with all the different uh, machines, screens, all that kind of stuff. But I think that, um, you know, everybody in baseball probably has all that stuff to a different degree. Now, I think that's just kind of the direction that, that the game's going, whether it's pitching or hitting. Um, I think it's, it's just important as a player to figure out what stuff works for you, what doesn't work for you. I think that, uh, you know, there's obviously the opportunity to be, want it all it's all there for you. if you want to pick and choose you know what what makes sense what doesn't you know i think it's just recognizing what works for you Corey kluber is a guy who it may not sound real exciting when you talk to him you get a little dj lemayhu vibe there for sure but he's the guy who might have the best potential to be the number two behind garrett cole so it's going to be interesting to see how he gets through this spring and i say that mostly because we you've seen him be number one you've seen him win cy young awards and pitch in a world series so um the it's not surprising that he has that potential in him but if he's able to overcome a couple of years of of really not very much activity and rebound to a large percentage of what he was, even with maybe perhaps a little diminished velocity and maybe some more guile. Well, um, 
that's going to be what's going to elevate the Yankees in 2021 if he can take that. And you're looking at Cole and Kluber at the top of a rotation, it can be very daunting. I think one of the biggest things will be to see, not if he looks that way in his first start, or his first two starts, or his first five starts. This is a long-term project. How can Corey Kluber, having missed the bulk of 2019 and 2020, how can he come back and be able to maintain that in August, September, and hopefully even October? So I wouldn't get too worked up about how good Corey Kluber looks in March or April. This is a much longer project, and it's actually part of the storyline for all the pitchers this year is how their stamina really maintains over the course of a season after what 2020 turned out to be for all of them. So that's a look at uh, today's action for Friday. We'll be back on Saturday with more uh, from Yankees camp. And want to remind you to get Ed Coleman's Mets reports on here as well. Our daily WFAN Baseball Insiders podcast can be found on the WFAN.com homepage. I will also be tweeting out the links. My Twitter, if you don't know, is at YankeesWFAN. Some people have asked me about subscribing in the traditional podcast form. For now, you can find them on the WFAN On Demand page on Apple Podcasts and Radio.com. Uh, you'll get access to other things as well, other uh, interviews from the radio station, but both my podcasts and Ed Coleman's podcast daily uh, on spring training will be delivered to the WFAN On Demand page on Apple and Radio.com. So go ahead and subscribe there, and you'll get them delivered daily. Or check back to the WFAN.com homepage, or again, my Twitter at YankeesWFAN. We'll make sure you get access to them. So I hope you're enjoying these throughout the course of the spring, and uh, we'll be back with more on Saturday. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.